Socially Good Media brings together the worlds of comedy and marketing to present The Marketing Brainstorm. Open your ears, hearts and minds as we have just 30 minutes to create a marketing mix for whatever challenge is thrown our way. Hello and welcome to the Marketing Brainstorm. I'm John Gilbert and today I am joined by... Jenny. Ian Thompson. <laughs> Jenny Harrison. <laughs> Slick as. Didn't plan that one. So we're going to, before we jump into our challenge for this episode, we're going to start at the beginning. And the beginning is to think about what have we seen in the world of marketing this week. So guys, anything that caught your eye? Uh, yeah, I have one thing. Um, I've actually been really out of touch this week, so, but this one really caught my eye because it was advertised to me constantly, which was the new Apple iPhone event, which was teased and teased and teased and teased. And I honestly thought that they were going to change the world of phones again. And it just turns out that they just brought out another iPhone, just this time it has three cameras on it, which is summit. And uh, the main news with that actually is that it is setting off a phobia which I actually happen to have which is called trypophobia which is the fear of small holes close together oh <laughs> holes yes not in a rude way you, oh my gosh I, I hope you never know what you look like under a microscope <coughs> oh gosh we're all we're just we're made of holes that way or well atoms are made. yeah it's true most of you isn't there oh my god we're just floating around. So, so I was just so talking to my on. friend about the new Apple Watch as well. He said the new Apple Watch, it's just going to be um, the take-homes from it are that it's going to have a compass and the screen's going to be on at all times. That's it. Oh, I saw that's that. The, that's screen. the only upgrade. Someone actually posted on Twitter how impressed they were the fact that they were trying to get a shot of it being on all the time yeah. and it was like him moving his wrist and it was like, well cool but it's just on all the time and I don't yeah. understand what the benefit of that is really so sometimes when you when you use the Apple Watch at the moment and you turn your wrist and it doesn't work and you've got to like do it again oh, right, okay. so it's a little so bit so they've annoying. just gone so they've just said right we're going to leave it on all the time but they've guaranteed still 18 hours of battery life oh, yeah. because apparently what happens is it just sort of fades it so it's not on as bright all the time it just fades it down and then when you twist your wrist it brightens it up that is revolutionised the watch innovative in the same way that a third camera has revolutionised the app. I mean, what what were you expecting? Did you have any idea that it's been well, teased so much that it would do something else other than take a, another picture? I just, I just, the problem is, is that the the app, Apple actually revolutionised the phone once, like. As in, I know that there were touchscreen phones before the iPhone, and but they fully revolutionised the use of, of, of technology. I am not an Apple fan, but I will give them that. Exactly, yeah. I used to love Apple, now I don't have an Apple phone, but I can fully fully say that they have revolutionised the way that we use smart technology. I and... love Apple. <laughs> you truly Yeah, do. but do you think that, that having a third camera is justification for the tease campaign I don't know we'll have to see what it does I'll be honest I haven't yeah, that's read true, I haven't it, read up all about it, the specs so it's to do with like the one of them's for the zoom one yeah. of them's for the depth of one field of and things like the soul of the person yeah, one of them takes, the photograph yeah or, or one, shows them one of them forces you to spend two grand on a phone uh, but like yeah so one of them's for the zoom one of them's I imagine for like the depth of field and things like that one of them's going to be for something else whatever like 3d stuff kind of thing or something like that um, I don't know their cameras are great they're not maybe as good as some of the other cameras like Huawei's got Leica or whatever in it, I think hasn't it 
So I mean, you know, that's that's pretty nice. But I mean, they are they are pretty but, good. But it's not revolutionising anything. I also, no, it hasn't revolutionised. I do wonder if we've not focused on the more interesting point of this conversation, which is these little holes. So yeah. so you have a folk. So so why? So what's funny is it's called phobia, but it's really not a phobia. It's just it makes you cringe and makes my palms itchy to see. Oh, I know people like that. I don't have a phobia. I just don't <laughs> yeah. like them. Um, when you it, say holes, do you mean circles? It's no, just because the camera I mean, doesn't. We're on a the podcast. Cam- so. the, the camera doesn't have three holes close no, together. No, but if you put them all together, it it's they're three, not holes. The they're three, cameras. So it's not holes. They look like the, the They look like holes from a distance. Yeah. I think it's the adding them. People have done some really good Photoshop jobs to explain how it feels, but I'm sure you can all Google triphobia. But it's this kind of stuff where it's lots of holes together. That looks like right, just, disease. Just, just for um, and... just, just <laughs> paint a picture for this podcast. Also, just, like just for any of the any of the viewers. Oh, sorry, any of the listeners. Jenny <laughs> just showed us a picture of the underneath of someone's foot that had clearly been photoshopped to have loads and loads of holes, um, <laughs> no, which has never real. happened in the world. Not um, true, though. But it's 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 lots of. Now she's showing us a picture of someone with sand on their feet. <laughs> you have a phobia of feet. <laughs> no, no. So it's this specific plant as well. I don't know if you can see. I, 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 you have to Google this it. This is a if really curious phobia because I don't imagine it's any of these phobia. things. As a, I mean, I don't it's imagine you've triphobia. Yeah, true. Triphobia. So you have a fear tri- of three tri- things. Triphobia. Triphobia. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so it's no, it's not three. Mm. No, no. So it's but. but That's just that. That would be even worse. Triphobia. It's holes close together, but specifically, it's three of the beggars. But yeah, no, it's causing a lot of people discomfort um, because it sets off some kind of weird brain thing where we're scared of lots of small holes close together for some reason. It's Lots of people have it. I'm not the weird one here. I feel attacked. I mean, I don't want to, yeah, <laughs> no, I, no, please don't feel attacked. Yeah, was, I, I, want to, I want to be, like, seem to be... When I'm laughing at people, I'm not attacking this. them. <laughs> no, I'm supporting them. I want to be sympathetic towards this, but... but yeah. Uh, I'm struggling. I mean, I don't know. As as the Apple ambassador for the room, I mean, yeah. how do you feel about your brand causing such upset and outrage amongst tripophobics? I, mean, <laughs> I mean, like it's it's just three holes. It's nothing like that guy's foot. It's nothing like like the amount of grains of sand that. Do you have nightmares lessons. about going bowling? <laughs> yeah. Yes, this is the thing. So I'm not putting my hand in that. Oh God, yeah, no, you. It right, looks yeah. like an iPhone. <laughs> But Do you yeah, know how long? You, oh, yeah, obviously, how long we've only not known four or five minutes. That's how long it took me to think yeah. of something with three holes. <laughs> Go, golf must be completely out. <coughs> I honestly think golf balls is one of them. Actually, you know, you said. I suppose it does have little. That's dimples, though. It's not holes. Yeah. I think it's the same thing. So it's a hole like shape. The whole, a hole, hole like shape. Which I suppose it's just, it's just, just it yeah. in the hole. So connect four is a no-no. It's like uh, <laughs> acne can cause people problems. Oh, looking right. at acne like bumps on skin. It's I mean, I, yeah, looking at acne is not a pleasant. I don't think there's any yeah. lovers of that particularly. I suppose mm. it could be someone's fetish. I guess so. I don't want to, you know. I think it's the opposite of a fetish this time, though. Yeah, no, I was saying, like, I don't think anyone's particularly going to like looking at acne, but I'm, I'm pretty certain <laughs> there'll be some sort of fetish where someone does. Likely. Now this is this has gone really this is really dark. I mean, just sort of like what are we, somebody with acne. Like, what are we marketing <laughs> today? We're just marketing acne. I think we're just upsetting. We're marketing li- licking at licking skin acne. diseases. It's not that it's a disease and phobias. So um, 
We've got off to a flying start. Anything else from the world of marketing this week that we've how spotted? Was that? Oh, right, it was the Apple iPhone, yeah, okay. I was trying to think how trypophobia Well, I mean, was. we could have had a well-informed debate about how they've hyped something up and not fulfilled it. But, that was my intention. <laughs> yeah, but, but I liked where we went there. Um, if only um, if only that I've learned something new. Great. What would I have learned about marketing by talking about that launch? <laughs> so, Jenny, what is our challenge this week? Uh, so, our challenge this week is um, how do you market yourself for a job that you need experience for? But the only way you can get that experience is when you have the job. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I may have just mansplained slightly there as well. But uh, obviously, uh, with all things with the marketing brainstorm podcast, that was our first take of trying to set this. So it's that age-old challenge. How do you get the job that requires experience? But the only way you can get that experience is to have the job. So mm-hmm. it's a catch-22 situation. And this came about uh, because we were actually having... A uh, little um, meeting with a couple of young people that we work with and they were complaining or having a, a little bit of a rant about how it is they're supposed to get the jobs that they want um, even if it's just working for a cafe or just a, a small part-time job and they're required to have a certain amount of experience before they get that job and actually traditionally the job that they're applying for is that initial job that 16, 17 year olds would apply for um, to gain experience to be able to move on to the wider world and get a job that that requires more experience so yeah so that's where that okay. concept came from so this is something for us to uh, to chew the fat over right i'm going to jump straight in with a suggestion if i may right first one is know somebody who works in a cafe or a shop or something <laughs> that's all that's it they, they don't care so much if you've got no experience no, no. they'll just give you a job or you'll have worked around all of that mm-hmm. case closed absolutely it's who you know Oh wait, what if you don't know anybody? Or you don't want to work with those people, guys? Probably need to be a bit more creative in our marketing. Absolutely. So we're talking about marketing, we're talking about, um, I guess there's the CV element of it. So there's the actually what you you hand over as a cover letter or a CV for the job. Um, And then there's the other side of it, which is actually how to market yourself. Um, So how you hand over that CV, what manner you hand over that CV, and if you get to the interview how you apply yourself to it mm. as well. Okay, maybe we should look closer to home. So how did we get jobs? Ian, how did you ever get jobs? Do you know what? I've once got a job that I had no experience doing pretty much. It was when, uh, well, um, I mean, it was getting, it's this job that I've got right now. <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah. I'm, actually, yeah. I, just, so, I have a story as well. So I have a job. Of, yeah, I didn't have an experience doing my job yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah, so, I chime in as well. Uh, I had no experience doing marketing when I got my marketing job, which mm-hmm. happens to be the job I'm doing right now too. Yeah. So. so it's um, possible. So, yeah. <laughs> Do we all just lie? Um, no. No, I didn't lie. Yeah, I, I did. So I... I I, I used to do you like took the delivery no. approach. Yeah, <laughs> I used to do, um, but I didn't get I didn't get caught by the advertising standards agency. So I used to do like workshops around schools and things like that. But we used to do like drama or dance or circus or singing or music and things like that. I didn't I used to do them all. I used to do the drama stuff and and, and occasionally bits of the singing ones and things. Anyway, we were in a place and they said, "Ah, oh, the kids really want to make a film. Do you do any film workshops?" So I was like, "Yeah, we do film workshops. Yeah, yeah. Can you do as a film workshop? Like where, like, you know, we're filming them. We're making a little video. Maybe the, you're teaching them how to use the cameras and things like that." I was like, "Yeah, great, no problem." I didn't even own a camera. Didn't even own a snaps camera. I didn't even own like a disposable picture camera. So I had to go to a friend who had a camera and ask if I could borrow the camera. He said yes. So then I said, cool, will you show me how to turn it on? And so he showed me how to basically use the camera. And then I, I, dis- I went back and, and went in and did the workshop on film and showed them how to use the camera. 
Well, so you don't ho- have any pharmacov just No, not at all. And ah. just fingers crossed, like, hoped that they wouldn't ask any complicated questions about cabbage. Is that the reason why you asked me what non diegetic music was the other day? Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. How old were you? And I point? can't remember now. <laughs> Sorry? How old were you? Um, it was in 2009. I so was a reason, to work that out. I was a reasoning adult, yeah. Okay. I was 20, yeah. 22. Yeah, well, 22 is young enough for them to ask you a question and you go, oh, they don't do it like that anymore. Hey, sorry, I was 30, 32. I mean, you, you, you blagged it, basically. Yeah, yeah, so it wasn't a lie. But I had no experience doing it. And so why did they do you, ask do you? Do you know, do you know what was really good is, just after I did those workshops, um, because then they asked me back and said, oh, the kids love that. Would you come back and make a little film for for the for the because it was in like a, a a secure unit? So will you come back and make a little film for the secure unit about the secure unit? So I said yeah yeah. And then someone else in the council got wind that I was doing it, so they said oh will you make a little film for the council as well? And then shortly after that, there was the so actually it must have been more than it must have been earlier than two thousand nine because shortly after that it must have been maybe two thousand eight or something because then. 2009 sort of the cut started to hit after the 2008 financial crisis all the money went out of touring around schools doing the other stuff and I needed a different I needed to sort of pivot at that point as a company and um, and that was when I started doing purely just the film stuff so it actually worked out really well mm. that I decided to Mm. Um, it's a good job a place like a secure unit doesn't check up on people's credentials exactly yeah although <laughs> they to are get, who they say they are yeah to get in <laughs> then all the staff they had, to, they had fingerprint technology but there had to be a pulse going through the finger so <laughs> you couldn't so you could you have couldn't, to be alive yeah to so work for them. you couldn't cut someone's finger off and use that to get in or out you'd okay. have to like just knock them unconscious and drag them to the thing but not too unconscious yeah is that how you go in that's how I got in. So, do you know how I got my foot in the door? Well, technically, it wasn't my foot. <laughs> <laughs> but he's dead now. Ask the questions. Can <laughs> okay. I think the the I mean some some element of it is just about um, once you've got that opportunity, what you do with it. So, for my first, where I started my company, my first project was to build a website. And back then, you couldn't even Google how to build a website because there was no Google, um, or maybe. It maybe just Jeeves. come on. Yeah, so to be so, and um, and that was it. But to be fair, I was quite honest with them and said, I don't think I've done this before. But they were like, you're young, computers, of course you must know, and stuff like that. And it's about using that to your advantage, which you can do. Yeah. I doubt I'd have been able to do that as a 17-year-old. Although there were lots of 17-year-olds when the World Wide Web first came out who were charging like $50,000 to build you a website because Oh my God, most 17-year-olds can build websites there now. Oh, I'm Yeah, but you can't get $50,000 for many of them. Yeah, well, they've got pretty high expectations if they do, yeah, certainly so compared to back in the late 80s. Yeah, no, you're right. In the 80s? I've just had 10 years off. There were not many around in the late 80s. Um, well... My job, I got, I actually had loads of experience, I guess it doesn't really count, but not in the right career, so I just applied everything that I knew and sort of re- reapplied it to the industry, so I was like, uh, what's it called, um, multi- cross, cross industry skills, mm-hmm. would you call it that? Um, so, but then again, you could do that or on your CV, I've had loads of young people, 16, 17 year olds, having done like volunteer work or just like one person said they did housework and they put that on their CV and um, meant that they were good at housekeeping and man- and house management. I thought it was a really innovative way things to put on your CV was like life skills you learn because they didn't have any work experience and they were applying to be an elf at a Christmas quarter 
Um, and I think I hired them because I really liked their creativity. But they, but they had no experience as an elf. No, they had, but they were 16, so how would Precious they have Precious few have. <laughs> it's yeah, true. Well, I've never really made a talk. <laughs> but they were fantastic and they, they were quite funny and I, I remember... I remember that. So. Well, I think that's a really key point because a lot of young people don't have any real work experience other yeah. than the, a lot of them do volunteering and so as well. So what have they got? They've just got themselves and the personality. But I think a lot yeah. of the time they're, they're afraid to to show that because they've been told you've got to act all professional. Well, you've so. got you to get told. This is the thing. I, I've been told multiple times as a young person to my CV has to look a specific way, you have to use specific language and not like if I'm applying for a creative job and now I know I should apply for that job creatively. Whereas and maybe if I was gonna go for a more generic job I might apply in a more standardised way, but I'd still want to stand out from the rest. So I just think it's mad that yeah, young people uh, have their own personalities and that's what they have going for them. But yet they're told to pretty much not stand out from the crowd. Um, and I, yeah, I just don't believe in that, I think. Do you think it really matters what kind of job it is? So, I mean, I would be somebody who is an employer in the creative sector who would be very impressed with a off-the-wall creative. Mm-hmm. Certainly, it doesn't, wouldn't guarantee you to get the job, but you would probably get it. If you did something nuts, you'd probably get the interview. And getting like an interview is the best chance you have of getting a job. If you have the personality, quite often, I think, um, you can... Like, that's what I... When I applied for my job that I have now... All I knew that is that I needed an interview because I didn't have much experience. So, yeah, so I think that is important. Okay. You know, I think people need to be confident as well um, with things. I think there's an awful lot of things out there where people, like I was talking to a young person the day who was saying, oh, I've been doing some writing and things. I was saying, oh, cool, who you do some writing for? And they said about this magazine that they were, online magazine that they were doing some writing for. I said, oh, right, cool, you're getting paid for that. No, no. They said that I have to do some work voluntary first and then if they like it, then I can maybe start getting paid in the future and things like that. And, you know, that's that's fine and all. And, and I see no issues with people doing stuff for free and volunteering to do stuff to get um, experience and things like that. But I think also, like, young people have got to be quite confident. Just to say, well, no, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm not really that interested in doing it. All right, if you've got no experience doing something, then, yeah, fair enough, yeah. do a little bit, like, on spec kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't think you want to be sort of like, yeah, all right, I'll do it for free for six months or something like that before you'll pay me. Oh, and no, but just... this, this is the thing, though. This is what I always tell people, that if they don't have experience, if they can do a little bit of... Just ask people, can I come and work with you for a week, or can I come and do this? And that's how I gained my experience in events industry where essentially it's who you know and the only way that I built a contact list is by basically nagging people to let me go work for them for free um, and going and doing that but I also understand that a lot of the people that I work with weren't exploiting me they weren't offering free work that I just was like can I come and shadow you or can I come and push flight cases for an evening kind of thing yeah no absolutely and I think there's a difference between you just saying um, I know you're not looking for anyone to work for you, but can I come and work for you anywhere for free? Yeah. Um, and someone saying like, "Do you want me to do, you know, you know some writing for this magazine and stuff like that?" Mm. And then, um, um, and 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 then them. So, so they're sort of you know effectively making money off the writing and whatnot, and they're not you know you're not getting paid off. That mm. no one's getting. It's only them making money off it. The person who's actually written it is not making any money off it whatsoever. Uh, I think there's I think there's a difference there. Um, 
but I think this is the point that you've hit on. It's confidence, but it's also willingness to learn and do. And I think you can show it through your personality. But we've had work experience where they've come in and basically it seems that because they're working for free, essentially they just see it as an opportunity to use free internet and sit and do nothing. Which to me, if they ever came back to us and asked for a reference or asked for work, or if someone mentioned them in the future, I'd be like, well, that's that person that just sat there and did nothing. But if you're getting free work and there's potentially an opportunity to have contact at the end, um, even if you're working for free for a week, you should put as much effort in, if not more potentially, than if you were getting... Yeah, and, and here's the other point as well. So, And I think that would probably help with that. I think you've got to be getting something in return as well. Mm-hmm. So if you're just doing some free work for someone, they're offering you nothing in return. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, have you got that, have you got that thing that I asked you to do yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's here. All right, cheers, thanks. Is it all right? I don't know, I'll read it later. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get no feedback whatsoever. I think that's not on. Mm-hmm. But if you are sort of like monitoring that person, sort of saying, okay, how are you getting on with that? Oh, show us a little draft then, you know, I'm liking what you're doing here. Okay, so what I do here is, you know, and you're offering them, then I think they're getting remuneration in the form of knowledge um, and 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 experience and things like that. And that's a lot, that, that makes it a lot better as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's down to the honesty, isn't it? That yeah. with a lot of these work experience placements, let's be really honest, so most of the time it takes more of your time than you actually yeah, benefit from it. But it's still good to give those people opportunity. I mean, I've lost count. I must have mentored, supported over a hundred young people um, into the in well, the, yeah. Oh, Jesus, well, I have. <laughs> I have. it's like I mean, how many have you done? None. I ate them. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I haven't done any of that. Like. <laughs> Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. But it is good to to be able to do that, and I think that one day they'll look after me. There's a confidence aspect of it, and then there's a willingness to learn and get involved. Um, so they're both things, but we haven't really even concentrated on the aesthetic of the CV or actually doing anything to do with that. So how do you? What's the perfect package, John? As as a as people as a recruiter, as someone who recruits people, if someone came to you wanting a job and they had no experience, what would you expect? I would expect them to do the research on the company, but that goes beyond going, I've been on your website and I'm very inspired by them, which has become a standard thing on there yeah. as well. I would like them to to consider the whole kind of marketing mix of that approach. So look at themselves as a product, um, look at how they're promoting themselves. I mean, we'll get so many emails, very few letters. So it's very not difficult to stand out. Mm. Um, you... I don't know why I always say that. Why people don't use video more? Mm. Have you ever had a song? No, but I'd like a song. Okay. Why not? Why not? I mean, I mean, not not really creepy, kind of like setting up on the doorstep singing it, or even you don't want to be serenaded, floor. like from just underneath your bedroom window at three in the morning. No, not by a young okay. person. Okay. See, my question then, though, is That's what if... What check if out the... in the comments for the video that I post after this weekend. <laughs> um, what if the company culture isn't isn't that there? Well, that's the that's the, the challenge and something that I was um, raising as a question earlier on. I think that works for us within the creative industry and you can do that. When that's not a viable option, yeah. If you want to go and work in like a engineering and metalworking or something like that, and you just turn up tap dancing and going, ah, and the next work experience, guys, <laughs> like that's well, they 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 would probably take you on, but they'd be mean to you, yeah, um, yeah. which is not really what you, you're going. Yeah. I mean, you've just got to look at the 
the, the core of it and, and, and ultimately it is about trying to get that personal recommendation which I realise is very difficult if you don't have that social mm. capital I, I'll be frank I couldn't get a job when I was a young person it wasn't until my brother heard about an opportunity and put a word in for me that I got the job yeah. and I probably would still be unemployed to this day <laughs> without that opportunity uh, to be fair though in the same vein I wouldn't I wouldn't have gone down the track that I did in my career if like one person along the line like there's lots of different one one people but it's literally person to person to person of that person gave me an opportunity which made me meet this person which means that that person then gave me an opportunity or uh, recommended me to someone else and literally I can follow my entire career down actions of other people recommending and who I've spoken to um like I could literally write a roadmap there's no vague point in my life where I was like I just applied for a job and I'm and it just magically happened um so yeah but but you can make you can market yourself almost um, to people to become a contact and to become yeah. I stole someone's idea what'd you do I'm just I was doing some shows around schools and I didn't really like how the company was doing them so I set my own company up and then went straight into directly into competition and bid for their money a lot of people do that though uh, and then when we both won the bid because they said oh well Ian yours was really good but we always go with this other company so they went with the other company and I was still performing in their shows. Um, and then they said, but Ian's is really good as well, so we're going to go with his as well. So then I got part of the money and then because it was me and the actors that I had with me performing in the show, we ramped our costs up <laughs> for this other show as well. So they had to pay us most of what we got. Oh no. That's not very ethical. I'm asking for a fist bump right now. Thanks very much. Yeah. I hope, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily recommend a sixteen-year-old trying to get a direct competition of the company that they're trying to apply for a job for. Realistically, unless they're just absolutely fantastic. That happens, though, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, they, they they do that. It's like that kind of well, you can hire me, or I'm going to put you out of business. Well, it's disruptors, isn't it? Young people are disruptors, so potentially maybe all young people should just try try and set up their own businesses and just. The guy who owns Salesforce, he used to work for Oracle, I think, didn't he, Mark Benioff? And he, he fell out with the guys at the top of Oracle. I'm presuming he was pretty high up in Oracle. So he fell out with the, with the guys at the top of Oracle. And so he set up Salesforce. and like What's Salesforce? Salesforce is a CRM. It's okay. an online cloud-based CRM, so there's no software at all. Oh, it's right. a massive company. It's a mass, right, massive yeah. company. Apologies, um, I just never No, no, that's all right. So or, an Oracle... It can't be that big. Yeah. <laughs> Oracle is sort of... It's all right. Big. I mean, one of the presenters of the marketing brainstorm's not going to have heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> could not be marketing themselves very well to you Jenny yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> no I was letting you off the hook there. Oh, right, no, no, no. your ignorance is their fault <laughs> yeah they did say, we'll, 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 send, we'll send an email yeah yeah. And, uh, um, yes we you need to book your ideas up otherwise we're going to make you the subjects yeah. of one of our I found, of our, yeah. I found you a fresh our one. sales force need to yeah. get their shit together yeah. Yeah. so can we come up with a conclusion for this pitch vaguely uh, headline advice for young people not young people sorry anybody trying to get a job do you know what my first one would be then for the headlines quick be, fire yeah be confident think about what you want to do and go and try and get that job don't worry about like oh, i just need anything mm -hmm. i'm going to go to the nearest cafe and try and get a thing if that's what you want to do brilliant go and get that but also if you want to like if you're thinking like yeah i want to work in a law firm fine go and get a job in a law firm mm -hmm. Oh, you know, go and try to at least be confident. For me, 
be yourself. You that's the only product that you've got to market there as well. Yeah, you've, you've got to have an idea, as Ian says, about some of the things that you're interested in going to into. But that's very difficult to do when you're young and you've got no real direct experience of it. But don't don't be afraid to to be yourself. Some people won't particularly get on with you, but some will as well. If you just go in and just be really bland, why should they pick you? Nice. What if you are bland? <laughs> then bland it up even that's, more. That, that's next week's podcast we'll be, conf- be. We'll be bland and confident and just go oh, hi I'm John I'm, first thing you need to know about me I'm very bland okay so you can go for all of your questions but just know that I'm going to give you the safe boring answer for everyone which means I'm not going to offend people around here nor am I going to set the world on fire but let's be honest your organisation needs more B players I'm never going to be a C player that's going to slap me now am I going to be an A player that comes after your job I am the reliable choice you're not going to get in trouble for hiring me because I'm not going to get in trouble for being here and we can all go home at the end of the week take our pay packets and be happy that was a really impassioned speech I feel like is that not blanding up <laughs> it went on for too long which makes it even better <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think every company needs a bland pass. Maybe it, that's our advice. Too short? I'm gonna I'm Sorry, gonna put it out annoying, there. Annoying, not bland. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> I'm gonna put it out there that potentially the winning the winning pitch today is be as bland as you can be because every company needs a B pass. Bland and proud. <laughs> bland and proud. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that should be all of the. Do you know, like pride. Yeah. We should just have like a really beige. bland. It's really, just a beige flag. <laughs> beige flag. A really bland match where we just like going. <laughs> Celebrating me for all of my mediocrity. Just really enjoy Starbucks. Just listen, easy listening um, music. Yeah. In a Volvo. Generally, will not order. I love Volvo. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy his mild, cool, cool dip um, Doritos. Yeah. Nothing spicy. I like yeah. it. I am recognising a lot of, um, of, of of characteristics of this. I love mild dip. Big fan I love of Volvo. Are we tapped apple? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is which used to be called. I am com- bland. <laughs> I, I, I am completely ambivalent to close holes. <laughs> <laughs> Most exciting thing about you is your piracy in business. Yes. Mm-hmm. And even then, you stole someone else's idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't have my own because there's nothing going on in there. <laughs> It's just like it's just something really bland, like uh, I don't know, it's just a Max Richter track on 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 loop. <laughs> but for anybody that isn't bland and wants to be creative and go to that creative industry again, it is about being yourself. And and also um, final point from me, which is kind of I'm just going to shoot the whole this one in there about trying to get that opportunity is start your own business, <laughs> right? For a young person, just start your own business. Even if you don't sell anything, set it up as a business. Set up a Facebook page or whatever. Just just get going with it because if it doesn't make you any money, you haven't failed because you've learned a lot along the way. And that is say, a really it forces, attractive It forces you to think about things, doesn't it? Absolutely. Or like freelancing or having a hobby as well. That's the other thing. If you don't believe you have whatever business you want to go into, say if you wanted, for example, a lot of young people want to do YouTubing or like content creation, just do it on the best of your ability and share some, have a hobby or something that you can, like, I don't know, it's something that you can market yourself with, I guess. So, yeah. yeah, and if that is the most bland YouTube channel <laughs> going, um, co- Ian comparing would watch it. Pokemon cards. To what? Well, that's the biggest thing. My friends used to have a, a YouTube channel that was just like pretty, basically a live stream of a hamster in its cage. 
<laughs> we just edit this together with no context. My friend used to have a YouTube channel, which is the live feed of a hamster cage. Yeah, I'd be hamstering. Now can I have that job? <laughs> That's my top tip. Can you a be funny cage. in it? Can you be funny in a situation like this? I mean, I suppose it's a bit like if you can. I the, the one job that I ever got, like the, so I have two job interviews that I got. The first one was. Success. Yeah, well, I had. Is it you? I only. Two, had two I started my company because nobody would give me a job. Uh, remember, so um, the, the the first job interview that I got. Um, was are you available to work on Christmas Eve are you available to work on New Year's Eve to which I replied yes and they said you're hired right and that was working in a pub as a glass collector and um, and the, the, the interviewer who's now my mother-in-law as a side note um, <laughs> the other job I got was whilst walking in a 16th century cottage and being the six foot three man 16th century cottages are not built for people of my height so whilst walking into the boardroom I cracked my head oh, on the door yeah. frame, which did really hurt. And then I just kind of went, can I just do that again, please? Oh, and I walked, as I walked out, closed the door, and then, everyone, and then ducked in there and went, oh, hi, I'm John, as though nothing had happened. And I think that's it. That got me the job. And I wasn't the confident guy I am now. I think it was just like, I just panicked and just made a joke to kind of get out of the situation um, oh. and probably talk nonsense for the, for the rest of it. But, uh, but, that, but that, was, that was it. And then afterwards, um, I tried to get a job and never did because I went into, I'm a, I'm a businessman now, having to be all sensible. And the yeah. only time I think I ever endeared myself was when I stood up halfway through an interview and said, I don't think I want this job. <laughs> and they God. went, we can tell. And I went, should we just stop there? <laughs> I don't think I'd have the guts to do anything like that. Yeah. But don't do that if you're trying to market yourself, obviously. So in, in summary, be yourself. And if that is a bland self, then you can Be the blandest that. you can be. Bland and beautiful. Okay, I think what we should do out yeah. is to that's been Ian, Jenny and John. Let's play you out with some bland music. I mean I was thinking we could just use some stock, but if you guys want to keep going, that's fine. Thank you for listening to the Marketing Brainstorm. Your presenters have been John Gilbert and Jenny Harrison from the award-winning social marketing agency Eskimo Soup, along with Ian Thompson from the immensely talented Storyboard Media. Our editor is Mary Close, and this is a Socially Good Media production. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate it.